Control. This is Tech Radio. All things computers, gadgets and web happening right now in Ireland. Hear us anytime on iTunes or download from techcentral.ie. How you doing? This is Dusty Rhodes and welcome to Tech Radio, the number one Irish tech podcast since 2006 with the latest in tech from around Ireland and across the world. We're on the air with RTE and online via your favourite podcasting app, be that Apple Podcasts or Spotify, TuneIn, whatever you'll find us in all of those. Uh, we also keep you up to date daily on all things tech every single day with hourly updates and daily newsletters, which you can grab for free with our compliments at techcentral.ie. Joining me, as always, is our editor in chief and Niall Kitson and Niall I'm going to start off by talking about now d- d- stick with me for a second about coronavirus okay because I think it's a good thing ooh controversial well I think coronavirus has been visited upon us and it's making us do things that up until this point we hadn't considered and these things that we are doing are good and that in the long run it's going to move society forward and when we're finished with this we are going to live in a better world and what I'm talking about is the fact that the governments okay not Mm -hmm. you not me not nerds not Microsoft not major corporations governments are seriously talking to people about remote working. Okay. Well, I'm going to I'm going to frame your conversation in the the sort of a view of the future of work. Uh, first and foremost, I mean, the, we can, you know, it's important to commiserate with families of the people uh, who have died. That's a very important human uh, element. But I do agree that the world of work is going to change after coronavirus. Absolutely. After COVID-19. Absolutely. Absolutely. So what we, I thought we might chat about today is our experience, because you work at home and then you're, mm-hmm. you're office based and I'm office based and we do an awful lot of working at home as well. We surely do. So we kind yes. of seen uh, both things, but maybe uh, we can just go through some of the questions that people might ask and, and come up with our own bits of advice. I mean, what kind of things do you think people would ask? Yeah, well, I guess sort of the most daunting thing about working from home, particularly if you work in a particularly busy office or you work in an office that requires, st- that relies still an awful lot of paperwork, say you, you work in accounts or something like that. Um, the most important thing is to prepare yourself for the fact that you're not going to have that same level of office banter mm. that you might be used to. You're going to be working at home, generally in a very quiet environment, and it can be quite testing. I mean, you know, it's it's quite normal and for something like cabin fever to set in if you're used to working in a very social environment and all of a sudden you're in a quiet room onto, onto, uh, onto yourself. Mm. Can I add... When it comes to working in a space at home, uh, if you're alone, you have to try and make your space feel as workmanlike as possible. So don't make it feel like, you know, it's the office space minus banter, because then mm. you'll, yeah, it's actually quite frustrating to feel that you're missing out on something. Mm. Make it feel like your own kind of workspace, separate from where you live and enjoy yourself yeah. in your home. You know, don't work in your kitchen or on your sofa or that sort of thing. If you're not used to it, find a, a bedroom, find, you know, some room elsewhere where you can just sit on your own and get your work done. And that's very true. And it's also uh, very important because it's a part of your home and it is part of your home. You need to be able to close that door and go, boom, I'm done. That's it. It's a tremendously psycho- uh, it's a tremendous yeah. psychological thing. I mean, you use your commute to uh, to decompress. 
uh, you can do depending on how long your commute is. <laughs> but I, well, I, no, well, I think an awful lot of people like uh, they say the uh, average commute is somewhere between thirty and forty-five minutes, which is isn't the worst. But there's here's a really interesting one from one of the Nordic countries. Uh, they showed where the commute was more than forty-five minutes uh, each way. So like you're talking about an hour and a half in travel. Apparently, mm. people with longer commutes are more likely to get divorced. Really? Yeah, I was just kind of going, oh, that's, uh, uh, that's interesting. I also find uh, kind of working, uh, my working space at home, that what I did was I bought an office desk. Now, lots of people get these like little home desks, or, you know, the ones that kids do their homework on, or they'll work at the kitchen table or whatever. Mm. I bought a proper uh, 1.8 metre long, uh, 80 meter, centimetre wide uh, office desk, and it's fantastic. Right. I'm, that, that is a proper work environment. It is a proper, and it's a second bedroom, and uh, there's a couch, which is a couch bed for the odd time that uh, we would have visitors or, or, or whatever coming over. Um, and so grand. So it's kind of like, it doesn't feel like a bedroom. Mm, yeah. And that's that's my space when I'm working at home. Uh, mm. And I have to say, and I really like the setup. And I'm more goal orientated. So like, if you say, all right, uh, here's the project and it needs to be delivered by Friday. Grant. Yeah, yeah. I, I think I, I, that's I, a really healthy way to approach mm. your work as well. Not to get into the, the trap of presenteeism that a lot of people do in offices, but just to recognize, OK, today I have to accomplish the following and get that much done. Mm. And don't get hung up about, you know, other digital distractions just to pad out your your working day sort of thing. I know an awful lot of very progressive offices take that sort of uh, view that, look, if you have X number of things to do today, once once you're done with them, go home. There's no point in just sitting there watching YouTube. No, that's very true. But there, there's a lot of bosses who will be kind of going, well, I'm paying you so you will stay at your desk. You know, this, well, yeah, look, I've, I've, I've worked for them all uh, in my time. Listen, shall we have a chat about the uh, the ins and outs? Yes, yes. The very basics that you have to have. Uh, so I guess, you know, you have your space. You've brought your laptop uh, from work, I mm-hmm. would hope. Um, I, I feel that it's better to bring your work computer. Again, it's a psychological mm. thing just to keep you in that in that workspace, unless you already work an awful lot and you're used to working on your home computer. But try and bring your work machine with you. Um, top of the list, once you have your PC in place, if you can get a good broadband connection, um, that would be fantastic. And when I say a good broadband connection, I'm not talking about, you know, up to 100 gigabits. You know, very often people are just dealing with email or dealing with conferences or Mm. dealing with applications that require comfortably less than 20 megabits a second. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. But it needs to be solid and it needs to be reliable. Mm, Yes. And it needs to suffer from as little contention as possible. Uh, And then what about security? Right. Security. And this is sort of a a general piece of information that you should be doing at home anyway. But make sure you have the most up to date version of your operating system and also current antivirus uh, software as well. And do all of the updates as they come through and uh, and what have you. Uh, I think this is quite interesting where you will get a lot of uh, companies. <clears throat> and it all depends, I suppose. There's lots of different levels of, of, of home workers. I would describe myself as a kind of, you know, the smaller home worker. Mm-hmm. But then there, uh, my brother-in-law would work for a very large international corporation and they have given him uh, a laptop. Right. So my, in my sense, my computer, and my laptop is my own. And yeah. what I tend to do myself is that I've got one computer for work with all of my work apps on it. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, and I've got another computer for just messing around on Facebook and, and whatever. It's, it's generally called a phone, but anyways. <laughs> 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 but my brother-in-law has been given a, a company device. So this is a laptop that has been supplied uh, with his work. And that laptop is, he's not allowed to run any personal programs on it. He's mm-hmm. not supposed to do any personal email. He's not supposed to do any personal social media or anything like that. Um, uh, there are restrictions on the uh, on his ability to install software. Mm-hmm. The machine is fully encrypted. Um, it's got antivirus. They patch it regularly. He's got a very specific uh, support telephone number that he can call if he has a problem with the computer and they're able to log in and all that kind of stuff. Um, and I think the reason for that is if his laptop is stolen, because he's got, you know, kind of uh, user details of customers on it, if his laptop is stolen and the data that's on his laptop is out there, that is officially a data breach. Mm. Yes, and that yes, causes absolutely. a big problem, like you know. So, uh, so that's it. So that's kind of like you know, you've got the two uh, ways of looking at it. Uh, from an independent worker like myself, I prefer to have a machine that is that I just use for work, and another machine for home. The machine that I use for work, I back up, back up, back up, back up, back up all the time. All right, uh, mm-hmm. and it's as simple as an external USB drive, and it's set up so that when you plug it into the machine, it does a backup, and whatever, a couple of minutes later, it's done. And I unplug yeah. that external USB drive, and I just keep it safe. Um, Other security tips that I would say, hmm, if you're going out and about, I I hate two-factor login. I absolutely detest two-factor login, but I use it on my work machine because I'm not worried about me. What I'm thinking of is if somebody steals that machine. Well, that's it. Yeah, I'm a huge advocate of two-factor. And, you know, maybe in the future people will find a way around it. But as far as uh, cyber criminals go, if if you're unfortunate Mm. enough to have clicked on a link or something like that, having that uh, extra layer of authentication really is it. It gives an awful lot of... Uh, comfort to people to know that their login details might be stolen or compromised but the person who has it probably won't be able to use them because there is that extra tier of security there. Exactly. Uh, the other thing, of course, as well as two-factor login is passwords, passwords, passwords. Mm, yeah. And yeah. make sure, and it is annoying the way they go around at this day, but do make sure you've got a mix in there of uh, uppercase letter, lowercase letters, put in a number and a special character. That seems to be the best advice at the moment. Uh, the other thing I always say to people, never, ever use public Wi-Fi. It's tempting no. to go into Starbucks and whatever to have your coffee and to log on to their Wi-Fi, but you are just leaving yourself open regardless. Um, I know people who say, oh, no, I'm OK because I use a VPN. So all of the I still don't trust it. <laughs> I still don't trust it because I'm paranoid, as you know. Uh, and then, of course, I mean, there there is the standard advice of never open links or attachments in an email from an unknown source. And it's Absolutely. amazing the amount of people do it. But that's kind of the security end of things. Hmm. Yeah. So you've got some uh, pretty good tips on, say, your work computer is still in the office and you're Mm. accessing it remotely. Mm. Um, There are ways to do this. Well, again, uh, large companies will have databases that they don't want you carrying around on your laptop or your iPad or whatever it is uh, that you use. Or they'll have certain systems and stuff that you need to access. Uh, In my case, I would have a file server, but my file server has got like, you know, kind of hundreds of hours of video content on it. Mm. (laughs) You think I want to be carrying that around? Do you think I'd be capable? of doing it? No, not at all. Uh, so sometimes you do have to uh, log into the office computer. There are various ways of doing it. A kind of an advanced-ish kind of a way is to use a, a VPN, a virtual private network, which is very specific piece of software to connect your machine 
remotely to your machine and work. And the mm-hmm. end uh, thing is that you are able to see the screen from your computer and work on your remote laptop and you're able to use it as if you were sitting in front of your computer. Now, they're, okay. they're good because they're set up specific to your system and you have to set up a special port in your network and all that kind of stuff. But you can do the same thing, and this is really popular uh, around the world, with TeamViewer. And it's much, much easier to do. You don't need to set up a, any special ports or anything like that. Uh, so basically, you install TeamViewer on your machine and work, and you install TeamViewer on your laptop. And then you just say, OK, I want to connect from my laptop to my desktop machine. No matter where you mm. are in the world, once you've got, as you said, a very stable internet connection. Mm. And yeah. you, you have a username, password. There's two-step authentication on that if you want. Uh, once you're in, you're able to see your screen. You can transfer files and all kinds of things. Um, if you don't want to use that, uh, Microsoft have got a built-in app called uh, Remote Desktop. Apple have got one as well, Apple ARD, uh, so you could try them. Uh, or then uh, there's also the thing where if you just want to access files and documents and stuff like that, why bother even connecting to your computer? There are other options. You can connect with Dropbox. So mm-hmm. you can just, everybody can have their files in, in, in the cloud. Or you can use Google Docs, where people can uh, work on documents together. Yeah, and an awful lot of people use uh, G Suite, which is a combination of Google Drive, Google Calendar, Gmail, uh, and a bunch of other applications as well, um, like Docs, Spreadsheets. Um, you know, Basically, it's a fully featured productivity suite. Mm. Log in through the cloud, um, and you know, being Gmail, it's, it's being Google, it's uh, pretty secure as well. Uh, I, you can have two-factor uh, setup on it as well, uh, where you get sent a code, I think, every month that you have to input to prove that you are who you say you are. Um, loads of companies use it. Uh, I'm a huge advocate for it as well. Uh, and you see other companies sort of copying the model, like uh, Office 365 uh, does something very, very similar as well. And it's all basically log in through the portal. Uh, you don't need to have a computer that uh, has exceptional performance on it. All that stuff is handled uh, in the cloud. Uh, yeah. Big believer in it. Well, I think uh, for anybody who is thinking, well, maybe I'll try remote working with this coronavirus thing going around, uh, the quickest way and the simplest way for you to do things is to get TeamViewer on your work computer, get TeamViewer on your laptop at home and just use that with two-step uh, authentication. Very well. It's a good start in the uh, in, in the thing. Now, what else have we not thought about? Uh, okay, meetings. Ah, Oh, yes, because <laughs> we adore meetings. We love certainly them. do. We <laughs> love sitting in boardrooms for hours on end, deciding absolutely nothing. Uh, there is a terrific phrase that goes around, uh, and somebody very famous said it, who I can't think of their name, but they said anything more than 17 minutes is not a meeting. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's a good one. That that's is a good, good one. one. You've got to remember it. And I often sit there in, in, in meetings, and I kind of go, oh, okay, 20 minutes, and we haven't even started. <laughs> do you yeah. know what I mean? Because you get it to, no, get on with it. Um uh, meetings. Now, I don't do meetings so much. Um, I prefer face-to-face meetings in, in, my, in my work. And this, that's part of my mix. Um, mm. But for people who are doing remote workings and people who are working in groups and working in various projects, the go-to uh, thing at the moment is Zoom. Ah, okay. I'm not a, a, a Zoom user, so tell me more. Well, basically, Zoom is kind of a, a, it's a video app website where you are able to, you just log in. There's a meeting set up, so everybody connects in with the same meeting. So you're able to see, now it all depends on which way it's set up, uh, but I presume in most normal cases, it's five or six people. And you can see all of their faces on the uh, on the screen at the same time. Mm. And then whoever's talking gets the bigger share of the screen. 
Yeah, I'm I'm used to uh, an application called GoToMeeting, uh, okay. which does pretty much the same thing. Um, you also have to look at sort of the the kind of more um, I don't want to say popular, but more familiar uh, applications out there. You can you can do uh, group chat on Skype. Mm-hmm. Uh, which of course every, everybody has. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can use IM uh, through uh, G Suite, which which is the Google option that, mm-hmm. that we talked about there. Um, there's also Google Hangouts. I was about um, to say, is that still on the go? Because you can do video conferencing on that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it certainly is, and you can have multiple people dial in on that. Uh, and if you're a project based person, you're probably familiar with Slack already. Do you use Slack, Dusty? Uh, no, I don't. But I have heard about it. Um, it, it strikes me as kind being like whatsapp on speed do you know what you're not too far off if mm. you're somebody that works on individual projects it's actually quite useful mm. so say for developers or freelancers that would de- you deal with multiple suppliers perhaps at the same time basically it's a way to organize your messages where you have your clients on one side and if they send you a message you get a message alert mm-hmm. that you can click into and deal with whenever uh, and it's just a nice way to organize your communications yeah so instead it's, 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 of ha- is this something you use yourself? Uh, I've used it for um, uh, two projects ah, so far. Right, okay. okay, very uh, good. And uh, it's a, it, it does combine that sort of element of WhatsApp, but also, you know, a, a nice method of email management. Uh, and, you know, your, your groups can be absolutely huge. Hmm. Um, so I... If you're not used to it, if you're not used to the idea of it, there might be a little bit of a learning curve involved. Well, now I've I've looked into it. Mm. And my understanding is with Slack is that you can have one-to-one conversations exactly the same as you would with WhatsApp. And that's mm-hmm. very easy to follow. Uh, you can also have group chat, which again is very like WhatsApp, where you can have... Yes. Now, uh, with group chats, if you've got you know, five, six people in it, it's manageable. But when you start getting into, you know, something with 50 or 60 people in it, or, I mean, this is what everybody's giving out about at the moment, uh, GAA mm. groups <laughs> that have got like uh. hundreds of people in the WhatsApp. And, and as soon as something happens, your phone is going uh, nuts. However, it would have group chat. But I also understand that it's got conversation threads. So essentially what you can do is you can do a hashtag. Mm, yes. And you can actually search that particular conversation thread only, regardless of whether you know the person or whether you're in the group chat, you will see what the conversation is. Yeah. And and it's little things like that that are quite handy, sort of getting getting the balance between some of the more popular uh, messaging apps out there and just bringing them together in a, in one place. So, as I said, there might be a little bit of a learning curve if your company isn't using it already, but it is a pretty good messaging solution nonetheless. And I like it because it's good. It kind of handles that office chat. Well, that's, that's a huge thing. And we sort of touched on it earlier. Is that office dynamic that, you know, we, I work in a, a pretty large office. I remote work quite a bit, but the office that, that I'm in, you know, there's a very healthy dynamic. People are always talking all the time. They're exchanging ideas. They're, they're doing X, Y, Z together. You know, you don't get that uh, at home. You don't get that same level of spontaneity. Um, so it's so important to keep up with your, with your co-workers somehow um even you know especially if you're maybe in sales and marketing and you're batting ideas around and all of a sudden if you're looking at regular email you, you can get these massive chains which just they, they're very intimidating to to see on your desktop let alone to jump into and, and contribute which is where i guess the likes of i am and and uh, slack come in mm. 
So, uh, yeah, there, there kind of is no substitute for that office dynamic if you're used to working in a very close-knit team. But look, if you're somebody that's, you know, maybe a bit introverted or very good at project-based uh, work, you know, it's it, it can actually be quite a healthy dynamic and it's something you can learn that you can do every so often without affecting your uh, your productivity, which brings us back again to your point that, you know, the, the experience of COVID-19 is actually going to change the way not just we work as as freelancers as people that that remote work quite quite often it it really will sell the idea of remote working to an awful lot of managers who think that it only works for certain types of jobs or with certain types of contractors no it it works all around and also from an employer's point of view and employees won't like to hear this but if you're an employer and you're looking for somebody with a certain skill set and you're happy for them to work remotely well then you don't need them to live near the office do you True, yeah, which means reduces you, the overhead. Well, you, well, there is that. There, there's that, but also you could use somebody from a from a cheaper marketplace that you uh, may not have to pay as much. So all these questions will come out eventually. I believe in working with somebody closer to you, um, and for and I'm, I'm going to say because of culture, but it's not anything to do with the culture from far away being bad. It's to do with the person who's closer to you will understand what's going on in the world and the way people are thinking in the day. So it's like here in Ireland, you know what I mean? We're always talking about the weather and we get yeah. it. Do you know what I mean? We're able to have that little, little conversation. Whereas if you were working with somebody in Australia, they just wouldn't understand. <laughs> You know what I mean? As they're down on the beach with their little board and about to go surfing and stuff like that. I don't know what you're going on a bit, Mike. Um, but anyway, office chat uh, is very important and Slack is very good for that, as you say. Email is very good for that as well. Uh, do you know what else is very good for office chat? What? They call the telephone. <laughs> yeah, good old telephone. Can, can you imagine? Listen, the, the, the telephone is fantastic because I find with email, I really need to over communicate. So I've got to put like everything in the email that the recipient is going to need to answer the question that I have, mm. which makes writing the bloody email a very long process. Uh, yes. Whereas a lot of the times it's much quicker to, to pick up the phone. But do you really want to be giving your mobile phone to the office or to the, uh, people in the office that you don't want having your mobile phone number? How do you get around that? I've got two really good suggestions for you. Uh, one is a, a VoIP phone number. Mm-hmm. VoIP, of course, is a voice over IP. And it's essentially telephone calls over the Internet. Um, and what you can do is you can set up with somebody like Blueface, our big corporate uh, company that I've used in the past very, very successfully. Um, Goldfish is another company, goldfish.ie, and you're able to try it out with them. And the good thing about uh, Goldfish is that they will set you up with a landline number and you can have that landline number ring an app that's on your mobile phone. Hmm. Okay, um, so if somebody is dialing, da, 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 it, it dials your mobile wherever in the world you are. Or alternatively, if you are calling somebody yourself, they don't know that they, you're calling from your mobile because you're calling from the app, mm. which yeah. would show the landline number. So that kind of keeps things. Or you could also do it uh, in such a way with uh, Skype. And, yes. sc- and Skype, actually, Skype numbers are good uh, in that they're really simple to set up. It's like seven quid a month or something like that for, for receiving calls. And then, of course, you can make outbound calls and stuff like that. Uh, but you can only use it with a Skype uh, app. 
Yeah. So the good thing about Blueface or the good thing about Goldfish is if you like that idea and you don't want to have an app on your phone, you can buy a phone that you literally plug into your router and then it just works like a phone. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And I think those things are brilliant. So, uh, so yes, the phones, uh, Slack, uh, you mentioned Microsoft Teams, uh, email, they're all really good ideas for, for keeping that kind of a, a chat going. But listen, we're running out of time. So I kind of... I just wanted to recap on all of those things. What do you reckon is the most important thing about uh, remote working? Get your headspace right. That's that's the most important thing from my perspective. Avoid cabin fever as much as possible. You'll feel happier. You'll keep your work productive. And, you know, the tools can fall into place around it. Get the headspace right. And I would say that the most important thing about remote working is your two-factor login, secure passwords, never use a machine on Wi-Fi in public uh, or on on a public Wi-Fi, I should say, and never open links or attachments for unknown sources. All sound advice. As indeed, from the paranoid one. (laughs) 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 There you go. Grant, listen, Niall, as uh, always, good chatting to you and uh, fingers crossed neither of us and nobody listening gets uh, the coronavirus. Listen, that is it for our show this week. Do remember you can get the lowdown on all things tech in Ireland with hourly updates, daily newsletters and more at our website techcentral.ie and of course you can listen to us each week online or Fridays on DAB Digital Radio with RTE Radio 1 Extra. Next time, from myself to Thanks so much for listening as always and take care. Get Tech Radio. Subscribe for free with iTunes or download on demand at techcentral.ie. Tech Radio is produced by digitalaudioproductions.com. Tech Central.